This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information, local information that is meaningful as we strategize through our real estate game plan. And, um, you know, 12 years ago, we our local market was rated in the top 10 for foreclosures and things weren't looking good. The biggest culprit of all of foreclosures was called the cash out refi. Um, you hear, you know, some of the banks say, oh, it was the appraisers or, oh, it was, you know, the consumer making bad choices. Well, the cash out refi that was offered by the banks and chosen by many of the, the borrowers led to a lot of foreclosures. Basically, used up all your equity as the market turned a little bit. Uh, there, there was your equity and the word upside down or underwater became big in the real estate business. Today, Fresno is number one on another statistic, but it went the other way. We are uh, now considered the number one housing market in America. And that was based on uh, how quickly homes are selling. It's also based on uh, the number of views online, people that are checking out Fresno. So to help me today, I have Sue Davila of Fidelity National Home Warranty. Good morning, Don. Good morning. And you've been in the business how, how long? Well, longer than I'd like to say, but 20 years. It's okay. great. Yeah. All right. And you were also a realtor at one point, if I remember. I was. I think we maybe had a transaction, and I had another transaction with uh, my good friend Anthony as well um, for and 11 An years. Uh -huh. And Anthony's here in the studio with us, too, Anthony Gamber of Realty Concepts. And um, somebody told me one time uh, your title was Realtor Extraordinaire. That works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been called worse, too. <laughs> And how many centuries have you been in the business? This is my 42nd year in the business. Wow. All right. And you're, you're still here? I'm it, still here. I'm a survivor, and I love it. <laughs> All right. So some of the questions I'll be asking you today, Anthony, is what will take some current, current issues, but relate it back and say, okay, what was it like 40 years ago, 20 years ago? And that might give us an interesting perspective. And um, we're also going to be talking about home maintenance and home warranties. Because if you have a wonderful investment, if you had a classic car, would you not wash it a lot? Would you not wax it, take care of it? Um, so that, and that's, if you have a classic home, you have a home that, is so me meaningful to the family and as an investment tool, you gotta take care of it. So we're gonna go mm -hmm. over some of those things. Maintaining the key. There you go. Um, Anthony, 
um, you were telling me about this article where Fresno was rated number one. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about that? Yeah, it was an interesting article that came out in the Investors um, Business Daily this month, and it showed um, stats from Realtor.com that Fresno is the number one, is the hottest market. And they base that information on the how quickly the homes are selling and the uh, clicks or the views that the public is making in our area. Um, as an example, uh, we're in September, we're number one, and um, in uh, uh, San Francisco, they're now number 45, where they were number one in January. So you can see the difference of the Bay Area, Silicon Valley is changing. So there, people are going to suburban uh, metro areas because of the COVID, uh, mainly because they're allowing people to work at home because of the um, exposure of being around people. So it's the whole whole market in Fresno area has shifted from January and we are number one. Uh, other, other cities in California, they're a place where Bakersfield and also Stockton and Lodi. Uh, so it's very, very interesting how it's, COVID has affected our market and it's booming. It, it, yeah, and it's affected it in a positive manner. A positive way. It's made it more attractive here. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm still astounded by what you said. In January, San Francisco was number one. Now it's 45. 40, man. Yeah, and what's interesting too is uh, the prices in San Francisco, the, the lowest price condo, uh, realtor.com tracked, um, was 240,000 for 506 square feet. Um, the average is over a million dollars. Then in Fresno, there's stats that you can buy for uh, 270,000, almost a 1,700 square foot home on a five to 8,000 square foot lot. So people are, are seeing that if they don't need to live where they work, because of the being able to work at home, they're looking at suburban areas, and that's why Fresno is very attractive right now, because we've got the land, we've got the building, and we've got great prices. And so many people are working remotely now. They don't exactly. have to go into those big downtown offices any that's longer. Right. Yeah, and that's what's helping our, our real estate market as well, because people now see their house as their home, because they're spending more time there. So they're investing in remodeling their home, and they're also wanting to move up. So with the low interest rates below 3%, they have equity in their home. So they want to take their home more to a higher priority level than they have before because of the time they're spending there. Yeah, you know, people, th this has been one of the unintended, well, there were no intentions, but one of the consequences of COVID was that people are appreciating their home exactly. more. Maybe not their office building as much, mm -hmm. but certainly their home. Yeah, okay. and there's an interesting, in that article too as well, uh, some of the demands that the home buyers are having on new home builders is to having a Zoom room. Because oh. <laughs> everybody is doing so many Zoom conferences right now, so they want a allocated room for Zoom meetings, and the oh. builders are doing that in some of the areas. 
Oh my, oh. well, well, definitely offices and whatnot. Yeah. And what we're seeing because of the COVID too is that everybody is at home and they're looking around and going, oh my gosh, that's not working. We've meant to fix this, fix that. Yeah, we exactly. are so busy with calls for, you know, general repairs that maybe they would have put off at a, at a later time or didn't even have time to, to notice that the refrigerator kept, was making noise you know, all day long mm -hmm. or dripping faucets, et cetera. So yeah. we've been super busy. I didn't think of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, home warranty, biz your claims must be Out really, uh, yeah. Yeah, over the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping, we've hired. Uh, but you only cover under the roof. That's true. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. Absolutely. Ah, uh, yeah. Back in January, who would have thought of all this stuff? Yeah. Uh, no, I know, isn't it? And it, it's amazing too because uh, in in California, building codes and uh, trends and uh, have been formulated to make most of California a lot like San Francisco, with the uh, as one of our assemblymen calls it the stack and packs, where the the lot sizes are so much smaller almost like the row houses of San Francisco. Right. Mm -hmm. And now with this pandemic, it, it's pushing people the other way. So many people are wanting to expand and get out um, and get more space. Yeah. You know, I think. If you think about it, some of those homes that are that uh, in San Francisco, they don't even follow social distancing rules. I mean, you're less than six feet away from your neighbor. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. That means you'd have to wear a mask all the time. Yeah, open up that, that apartment window and look out, and they're right next door. You can hand a cup of coffee. Right. Um, I'm going to give some stats, and I'd like to get your commentary on it. For the month of September, um, this is, to me, the amazing one. September of 2020. 83% uh, of the homes sold, sold in the first 30 days that they were listed. In comparison to a year ago, September of 2019, it was 65%. That's an 18% increase. Mm -hmm. So the market is certainly moving fast. It's moving fast. And I think you, it'd be interesting to see there's most homes that are in great areas, well-priced, they're gone within five days. Um, so that would be an interesting stat too to see how that has changed, how quickly those homes are going with multiple offers. And, and I've, oh, I'm sorry. I've thought about just, doing that, Yeah. the, the five days or mm -hmm. 10 days, except I would have to manually input all of that, <laughs> Where, whereas our program automatically defaults to 30 days. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. not that I'm being lazy. Well, the, the lack of, of inventory, too, has affected that, has it not? Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Why aren't there more homes? Well, the challenge that a lot of sellers have that want to move up is they don't want to move twice. And it's very difficult to um, negotiate a offer uh, of a replacement property for a seller. So when the seller puts their house on the market... Um, they have to have the mindset they're going to move twice or they're going to make it contingent upon them finding a replacement property or they have the capability of buying 
beforehand without doing having to sell their house. Um, so that is the challenge for sellers, and that's why they're reluctant to do anything because they're afraid there's not going to be anything out there. Mm-hmm. And when they see the activity on their house, especially you know if they're in the the two to 350 range and seeing multiple offers, they're going to say, well, I might be in the same position when I'm out in the marketplace trying to find a replacement property. So that's kind of the challenge. But some sellers, um, if they've got equity, they've got in good income, they could buy ahead of time and do a recast loan. So that enables them to, to lock up the home they want to buy. They can close that escrow. They have to qualify for both payments of the new house and the existing house. Then when the, the existing house sells, they can drop another, say they got $100,000 equity that they would have used if their house was sold. They can dump that equity of 100000 and the lender recast the loan without doing any refinancing and they get a lower payment. So I've done a lot of transactions that way with uh, sellers that have the capability of handling the two payments. It makes it seamless, and um, they're not pressured into trying to find something and compromise too much on the replacement property. They're buying ahead of time. A lot less stress. A lot less stress. Yeah. With that, we do have to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, with Anthony Gamber and Sue Davila here in the studio with us. And that intro song, Staying Alive, is uh, in honor of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. They are staying alive, just barely. But, um, boy, last night watching the Dodger game, I wasn't sure I was. That major it was a stressful game, but it ended up... <laughs> <laughs> with the right winners. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is a uh, nonpartisan show. <laughs> oh, sorry, Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I I want to take advantage of the fact that you're here, Sue, and you know 20 years in the home warranty business. Let us know what is a home warranty, and, and then maybe, Anthony, you could tell us why would a realtor <clears throat> want to suggest that to their client? Well, a home warranty, basically, it's a service contract um, for one full year. We have, uh, it's, you know, like a, a little small insurance plan, but actually it's a warranty. And what we cover for the homeowner is we cover normal wear and tear breakdowns. We cover the mechanical systems of their home. So the plumbing systems, electrical systems, uh, heating, air conditioning, and appliances. So um, the benefit to the to the homeowner is it brings them peace of mind. If something were to break during that year, they simply pay a service call fee, um, call and make an appointment. We schedule for them uh, a service technician that'll come out um, to evaluate, um, diagnose the issue if it's covered under the home warranty, then we'll go ahead and repair it, and or if if it needs to be replaced, we will uh, continue and, and replace it. So just mm. great benefit. Um, mostly it's it's peace of mind. Um, it just helps people keep on track that they ma- they have to maintain their systems. We don't cover pre-existing 
uh, defects in in the system and it's normal wear and tear. And here's a great example of that. I had somebody call me up saying, hey, the uh, darn home warranty company wouldn't cover the dishwasher. I said, well, you knew that the dishwasher was broken and we, we right. bought, yeah. bought it as is. He said, I know, but I, you know, I turned in the claim and the guy came out and said, well, this never could have worked. He could. He, he, I think he thought he could slide one by. The, and, uh, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's called fraud. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it turns out you, there's always the smoking gun. And in this case, it was that the, um, the motor was rusted shut. So and it obviously didn't just happen in that first week. Obviously, rust does not just happen yeah. within that first week. All right. So... There's, you're saying you cover the mechanical appliances, mm-hmm. the mechanical part of the home, the plumbing, the electrical. Uh, what about if the roof leaks? Uh, we have optional coverages. Um, basically, we have packages that we bundle together. Um, as an option, the buyer can add on a roof coverage. Um, I think most of the home warranties offer that. Um, for leaks um, in the roof. Um, I would honestly say that <laughs> I, um, I think a roof inspection by a uh, licensed realtor is really more valuable than our roof coverage because it does have a lot of limitations on, on the roof. It doesn't cover for the valleys. It doesn't cover for skylights. So I always, if somebody says they want to put roof coverage on, that's probably my least, the, favorite. Yeah. least favorite one to cover, yeah. All right, and Anthony, as a realtor, why would you recommend to a to a home buyer that they should get a home warranty? Well, I think it's really important because they don't have any experience or history about the property. You know, we get some disclosures from the sellers where they have an obligation to disclose any type of material defect, but it's just like a new car. I mean, most of us always buy that extended warranty on the car because we know things are going to fail as things are being used. So uh, home warranty uh, is, is such cheap insurance to hedge anything in the first year, especially with first-time home buyers who might be very cash-strapped just to get into the property. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I closed a transaction yesterday, um, and we had a comprehensive plan from Fidelity, and we also added the pool spa equipment, and it was $600 for the whole year. I mean, that's a tremendous value, and in our marketplace, it's usually customary to negotiate that's be split between the buyer and the seller. So for $300, the seller has some assurance that if something were to fail, the buyer is more likely to call the home warranty company than to try to prove that the seller knew about it. Now there's discussion that they want the seller to, to pay for something after the close of escrow. So it's great protections for both parties. It's a win-win and my gosh, it's very affordable. It is affordable. What, but what, how would you counsel your seller, Anthony, when your seller says, why should I pay for half of this or why should I pay for any of it? Um, when it's for the benefit of the buyer, not for me. You know, that's interesting because in your your presentation of the offer, you know, that is a standing clause in the contract that the buyer either has to elect 
or not elect to do. And when you get to that point, I don't think I've had more than 10% of the sellers even question that because if you present it to them, like I just did, that that is cheap insurance, that if something were to fail after the close of escrow, they're not going to be calling calling and coming back to you and ask you, you know, we need for you to get us a check for $1,000 to take care of this this oven that no longer works. So it's really not a objection to the seller. They get it. They see the value and and they want to make sure that the buyer's happy. Yeah, we do cover the unknown pre-existing mm-hmm. conditions and there's you know you just don't know because something does come up 10 days after the close of escrow, maybe the hot water heater The next leaks. day after the close Uh-oh. of escrow. <laughs> well, that's true. And I that's, get that and, call. Yeah, yeah, that's the value because you uh-huh. have a professional home inspection. This item is working. They move in the next day and guess what? The heater doesn't go on. Right. And it worked during the home inspection. So you just don't know and that's the value of those policies. Yeah, and I will use sometimes if if there is an incident that comes up, the heater's not working and and we're entering that season here pretty soon where we're going to change from AC to heating. Mm-hmm. So I'll get that call come no in, starting in November that uh, we just moved in, we turned on the heat and it exactly. won't turn on. A lot of times I will use that home inspection. We don't require a home inspection report on a property, but I will use that home inspection if something does come up um, rather quickly because then I can show that to the home it warranty was company. Order at the it time. was in good working order, and bam. Yeah. And I know what's on your mind right now. Sue. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and I just had one where uh, I was the seller's agent, and no more than what maybe a week after close Absolutely. of escrow, the air conditioner went out. Mm-hmm. And tell us how you handled that one. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know, I got I got the call from the buyer's agent saying, uh, "Sue, <laughs> I'm worried. Can you help me out here?" You know, and he gave me the situation what had happened. You know that they had had a home inspection. He had you guys had also. He had asked you during the contract to go ahead and um, do a, a a little a maintenance a service on the uh, on the AC unit. Okay, so I had I asked um, <clears throat> Junis to give me a copy of the home inspection report and to send along that um, he got it from you the uh, uh, the service repair that you guys had made. So I had those two documents saying that it was in good working order at uh, closing. The, but the the uh, I think the home inspector recommended that you do a couple of things. He recommended you get. Um, the service done, um, make sure the AC was in working order, and that's what you provided to me, and that pretty much mm-hmm. saved the deal because it was you know two or three days after close of escrow. So the point is, the home warranty company replaced the air com- conditioning yes, we compressor. Did. We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's about how much? Five thousand. Oh, um, well, five thousand. Yeah, five to. S- Six thousand, depending okay, on the so size of the unit. Okay, so more money than I have right now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, it, and um, it's just one of those things where it happens. Um, Murphy's law of real estate. That's right. The, the mm-hmm. week after close of escrow, and in this case, there was a, a seller with a young toddler li- uh, living in the home just prior to close of escrow, during the middle of the summer. So you know that they were. They were living comfortably. 
Right. It's just that's when it decided to go. And and one reason that they things decide to go, and this is I think the top selling point for getting a home warranty, you have a different user. Absolutely. And maybe you maybe the the second user just uses hot water a whole lot more than the first people did. Washing machines, et cetera, yeah. Right, and, and mm-hmm. so now the water heater goes out because it, it, it spent 20 years being used a little bit, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 there, you know, this new family's uh, washing dishes, clothes, showers all the time. Well, and a lot of the vacant houses too. They we haven't had they haven't had that any use. You know, sometimes or maybe we have, um, you know, an, an elderly couple that have moved out to a um, you know senior assisted living, and the home sat vacant for a while. So nothing's been turned on. You know, it it all seemed to work prior to the close of escrow, but then, yeah, you turn that the first time you turn on that dishwasher and it. It's in shock. Right. (laughs) Well, with that, we do have to go to our next commercial break. See, I told you things move along here. Wow. (laughs) And uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we have Sue Davila of Fidelity National Home Warranty here with us today. And also Anthony Gamber of Realty Concepts, a realtor. And this is an interesting show because it's two different industries that really complement one another. So I'm going to start off by asking on the home warranty side, Sue. What would be the three biggest types of claims that home warranty companies have? Um, Our biggest claim, our number one claim is plumbing. And our number two claim is air conditioning. Certainly this summer we experienced a lot of that. And then number three would be the appliances, just general appliances. Um, The oven, the stove, I get a lot, garbage disposal, and uh, the dishwasher. so I notice electrical wasn't in there. Electric, you know, electrical is probably about seven percent. I mean, mm-hmm. plumbing is almost thirty percent of our first calls, and the reason for that is that, you know, I see a lot that first week when we close escrow, we get stoppages um, on the plumbing system and pipe leaks. But stoppages Why seem would to that be, be well, stoppages. Um, that's pretty easy because. You know, the house has either been vacant or we've had um, the previous homeowner has maybe cleaned the property. They'll call a cleaning service or the realtor will call a cleaning service to come out and, um, you know, just make sure the house is uh, buyer new buyer ready. And so maybe they've, the cleaning service themselves or even the homeowners got all the kids working in the house and cleaning and brushing the toilets and throwing all the chemicals down the toilets and stuff. A lot of times that'll do it. Or um, maybe a, um, it, we'll get that call for a stoppage because the lines are backed up. Um, on a vacant home, sometimes the paper will stay into the plumbing lines and then you put the chemicals down and they start hardening and stiffening up and whatnot. So, you know, it, that usually is a fairly simple fix. Um, 
a lot of times we have the new buyers move in. Um, they load up the dishwasher. They're washing everything, washing all the clothes. And they they just use the system a lot more than it's really used to. So um, we get those are pretty much simple calls. Um, what happens often, though, is I'll find out that there's um, – the stoppage is caused by possibly like roots in the lines. Home warranties really don't cover for roots in the lines. We'll send our contractor out. The plumber will go out there and try to clear that stoppage. And if he'll uh, put his snake down and he comes back up with roots, we'll try and clear that for the homeowner. But that's it's not covered. So at that point, um, you know, he's going to say, I'm, you know, I, I've, I've tried to get you clear, but there seems to be a blockage in there. And a lot of times so don't, those things don't come up in a real estate transaction. I do try to recommend to the realtors, especially if you're um, selling a home in an older neighborhood, old Fresno High School, Sunnyside. With trees. With trees. Um, those trees, their little roots love the, the, the plumbing lines. So a camera scope might be a good idea for a realtor to add to their um, their normal inspections that they do, um, it's going because home warranty does not cover for roots, mm -hmm. and that's like a twenty five hundred dollar repair right there. I mean, just digging it up is mostly the labor, um, changing out that pipe, you know, and ridding the property of the roots. So, those are uh, plumbing's. That's why plumbing's number one. Okay. So, Anthony, as a realtor, when you're bringing a buyer through a home, what red flags do you look for to say so that you can recommend to your buyer that, hey, we better get it scoped out. We better uh, get a roof inspection. What, what do you look for? Well, I think the, the, one of the things I look at first is the return air filter. And if I see it's filthy... And, but the house is clean. It's telling you that the maintenance on this home was probably as, isn't as good as it should be. They just did superficial. So that's one of the first things I look at. And I also look to look, look at appliances to see how clean they are. And also when you go into the kitchen, the bathrooms, look at the faucets, see if they're, they're clean or whatnot. That usually gives you a good indication of how well it is. Mm -hmm. um, with in today's market, you know, you just don't buy a house without inspections. Um, you know, you definitely want a, a, a personal home inspection. You want a roof inspection. You can do a sewer lateral inspection, a fireplace inspections, and whatnot. I have a transaction in escrow right now with a um, a sim wood, which is kind of like a tile, cement tile type of look. And it's beautiful. We did a home inspection, and there were 72 cracked tiles on the roof and the roofer would not certify it he wants he's recommending a full roof emplacement and you would never have known that if you did not have that one inspection when you thought a tile roof is lifetime mm -hmm. yeah so now, you just have to do your homework with inspections for all the listeners out there who couldn't see as soon as anthony said air filters Sue Davila <laughs> put a big thumbs up. So that must have struck a chord with you. Yes, it did. And that's the first thing our contractor is going to look at when they call in and say, hey, the AC is not blowing cold air. It seems to be freezing up. You know, I mean, there's ice on the coils and stuff. That's the first thing they check is they'll check that air filter. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, the old thing they say you're supposed to change or what every other month. We're lucky if people change it every six months, you know. Yeah. So, but. And what's, and what's really concerning now, I had, um, I use LNS refrigeration and they, uh, Sue called me um, for um, one of, her, she turns us a priority client because I give her a lot of business because they're such a good company. But she said, we're cleaning more systems now and we want to do yours because of the ash from the fire. And you just don't realize uh, mm-hmm. that that ash is sitting on your coils, on your condenser and all that. And that is not good for your system as far as efficient, being efficient and it could cause some damage. So that's another uh, thing we is new in our environment right now because of the fires. And, and I've then, been waiting all week long to give this analogy. So here we go. <laughs> having a dirty air filter is the same thing as have wearing a dirty mask. <laughs> <laughs> or not changing your oil in your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think the mask is something we can relate cur- to. Currently relate to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, it, and you know, <clears throat> the air conditioner is something that breathes. It, it's taking air in, pushing it out. So, if uh, that's the same thing with that a dirty mask, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not good for you. And we've <clears throat> added uh, just this past year, we have added a, a a new coverage. It's an HVAC tune-up. So we will, it's a $25 option, which we've added on to our regular coverage package. So it's super cheap, very affordable, and it helps that homeowner. We'll send our contractor, they'll schedule an appointment in the spring and in the fall um, to clean the air conditioning and clean and service the heater. So it helps, especially maybe those new first-time home buyers to get in the habit of, you know, kind of learning how to keep and maintain their systems, which keep them running longer and they're happier and we're happier. We're not making as many service calls. So um, it's a good little option. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, Anthony, how do you counsel your sellers when you're going through a home and they're preparing it to put on the market and you see some of these red flags? Well, I hand them a notepad and I go room by room. Not only are we looking at things to make the house uh, presentable, but we're also looking at things we need to do to stage it to make it model ready. So part of the, uh, the room by room is cleanliness. You know, sometimes, you know, I have to present it. You know, I'm not saying this to be unkind, but this is going to help you get top dollar, sell your house quicker, and because buying is emotional. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes I have to tell them, you know, you need to get down and, and scrub the baseboards because they just have not been cleaned very well. Windows are a priority. Um, it's amazing how many windows that don't open properly because they're not being used right. So you need to have that counseling with them, get the windows uh, opening. Sometimes they need to put some silicone on it so it slides a little bit better than um, any type of uh, deferred maintenance. It needs to be done. And any type of, of uh, painting that's, that's cheap cosmetic work to make a, a great impression for the buyer. So, you know, there's a lot of competition out there, especially with our new home building. So the seller needs to be modeled ready as well on mm-hmm. a resale home. You know, I one time had a, uh, I was doing just what you did, working with a seller, counseling them on the things that they needed to do and 
they were taking notes uh, just to get the house ready mm-hmm. for sale. And the, the woman replied, she goes, oh my God, she goes, I've been trying to get my husband to do this for years. How did you get him to do that? I said, you know, it's, it's man talk. I told him it was going to cost him 5,000 bucks if he didn't do it. And that got, <laughs> Top dollar he wants, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes a difference. So that's how you talk to a man. Hey, this thing's going to cost you if you don't do it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, all right. Simple. Just yeah. do it. Right. Um, how about other things like uh, g- gutters? Uh, we don't full of leaves Mm -hmm. yeah um we don't do any maintenance you know Mm -hmm. we're in the business of repair and replacement so we don't send anyone out to do any cleaning other than what i've said our our new uh coverage with the hvac coverage but we don't um handle gutters yeah gutters are really an important factor that most people don't realize especially uh, when we get a lot of rain. Those gutters need to be cleaned up because they're full of leaves that are accumulated all year. And when the heavy rains come, they aren't moving the water. So the water's staying in the gutters. They're dripping behind the gutters down the fascia boards. And it's going to cause a fungus and dry rot problem on your fascia boards. You know, and you could be spending $1,000 later on because you haven't taken care of the gutters. So it is a top priority. So everybody this weekend, get out and clean your gutters. I was just going to say, with all of our discussion here, I mean, it's just so important, all the maintenance that, uh, and everybody's home. Absolutely. So, you know. And you can't go to the fair, so clean your gutters. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you're such an uplifting guy, Anthony. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, and I think a lot of people would be thinking that, well, I'll wait until all the leaves fall to clean my gutter. The problem is the rain comes about now too. Absolutely. So um, you better clean them and then clean them again in two months. Yes, and be sure you have your gardener blow your roof off too because you don't want those leaves sitting on your roof and in the valleys. Uh, It's just going to cause potential problems and um, it'll deter the lifetime of your, your roof as well with that lack of maintenance. All right. Well, thank you. We're going to go to our last commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here with us we have Sue Davila of Fidelity National Home Warranty and also Anthony Gamber of Realty Concepts. Um, all three of us have been in the business a while. Not, you know, Sue's still much Probably a hundred years between the three of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony, almost a hundred just between me and you. <laughs> so, which begs the question, what are the, and I'll start with you, Anthony, what are the biggest changes you've seen in our industry over the years? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, the paperwork, of course, the disclosures, um, which which is good for the consumer. Interest which rate. Which is partially your fault, come to think of it, because you serve on uh, risk management committee Absolutely. at, at the California Asa- Association of Realtors. Yeah. You guys are probably the ones that come up with all these ideas. Well, we start them. 
<laughs> and it's a good thing because, you know, uh, buyers and sellers don't do this every day like we do. And we want to make it a win-win for everybody. So knowledge and education is important, and the disclosures sure help things. Uh, you know, another thing that's a big change is the interest rates. Um, you know, we're below 3% on most rates. Um, I remember closing transactions in uh, 82, and the interest rate was like 16.5%, and it was just horrible. Um, you know, so our market is very very unique. We're at uncharted waters. I get a lot of questions from my buyers and sellers, you know, is the market going to tank again like it did in 2007, 8, and 9? And I think we're in a very positive market because of the lack of inventory, the need for housing, the COVID is making changes, and the low interest rates. And I think the spring will be the test of where the market's going. Right now, it's still continuing to go up. But when the spring comes, we're going to have the forbearances and some of the um, pre-foreclosures maybe starting to happen if people can't get back on their feet because this is affecting the lower income worse than the higher income. So if we get into a market where people are not be able to afford their house, it's going to be a healthier market because the prices have gone up and there's equity. So a homeowner who's struggling will be able to sell their home and not walk away from it or give it back to the bank because they'll be able mm -hmm. to get some money out of it. So if we get into problems with that, it'll be a healthier environment and the the homeowner will walk away with some, some money in their pocket, which we didn't see in, in 7, 8, 9, and 10. And that's because back then, prior to the downturn, so many people did a hundred percent cash out refi. Absolutely, they tapped out their equity in their home to pay off their credit cards that they had bought a TV with. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's terrible. But I, that's not happening. Uh, banks no. are a little smarter this time. They're only doing that to eighty uh, percent generally, and, and I think consumers are a little bit smarter. And there's uh, more responsibility all around. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially to the listeners of Welcome Home Radio. They know that, hey, equity is a good thing. You don't have to tap it out like these commercials say. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> tap into that unused mm -hmm. equity. Um, hey, it's a no-brainer. Paying off a loan is a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right. Definitely. Um, I hope none of those advertisers hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope our consumers hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Sue, how about you? What What's the biggest changes you've seen in the industry? Well, as I said, I've been with Fidelity for like a, 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 a few years over 20 years. Well, just a couple, 21 years. And I... You're the youngest one here. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. The Well, the thing that I've seen certainly is just, you know, the general cost of, uh, of purchasing a home warranty. I mean, it used to be, you know... 20 years ago, $310, but it's, it hasn't gone up that much. No, it's, it's so affordable. $430 for the year, $520 if you want to cover, you know, the kitchen, refrigerator, washer, dryer, all, you know, pretty much a lot of the, the whole ball of wax, which is so reasonable for that. Um, and service fees have gone up a, a bit, but um, it's the cost of replacements that's just amazing. I honestly don't know, you know, 
we sell a lot of warranties, so it's volume that we're looking for. But the cost of replacements of appliances, um, if you've taken a walk around Lowe's or Home, Home Depot these days, and I walk every year, I go and take a look and see what I could have if, you know, mm. if we were going to replace. But the cost of our, our replacements and the cost of air conditionings to replace, that's the biggest thing. And we've still stayed, you know, pretty affordable in um, your coverage costs in the coverage mm-hmm. costs. So so that's been a major thing. I'm just amazed at, at that we're still, you know. Well, Anthony and I have done this so long, I know you're going to remember, too, (laughs) before the home warranty industry came about. I remember when the first uh, sales rep came in. This was probably the mid-'80s. Right. Mm -hmm. And pitching home warranties. It's like, what? What in the world is that? Exactly. Yeah. But but now it's it's kind of an everyday part. I'm going to say one of the big changes I've seen just this year. So, and of course, this year all started on March 16th uh, with the shelter in place, the new rules uh, of uh, showing homes. I'm noticing a difference in it's harder to to help educate a home buyer. It used to be prior to March 16th that they would, we'd go set up four or five homes to go look at. Uh, we'd all get in my car, I'd drive, and in between the homes, we would talk. I, I would talk about home warranties, talk about home inspections, and this is before we ever got to the point where we had to make a decision. Are we going to do a home warranty? Who's going to pay for it? Those things. Now, where we can't really, we're not supposed to put people in our cars and show them, and they're supposed to meet us there, we're missing that time mm-hmm. that conversation and it, it's um it's a challenge where i'm trying to figure out okay how do i get that time back um and i hate to say zoom <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but that was a fur- so far it's the only thing that's popped into my mind i mean I spend more time at a house to to explain things but that's hard because there's people waiting at the curb to get exactly, in exactly yeah uh-huh more phone it's conversations i guess huh yeah yeah all right um what sue what yeah. what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's discussion on on home warranties well i think you know it's a great product we uh, you know we have a great company we've been in business for you know over 25 30 years um, with our home warranty, we kind of got it dialed in. Um, but for the home buyer, um, and even we sell to, you know, direct to consumer, it doesn't have to be going through escrow that um, people purchase a home warranty. I think probably about 75% are going to be, you know, directed from the realtor when they're, uh, you know, purchasing a home. But uh, we get a lot of direct-to-consumer, especially since they're with COVID and all, they're now at home and thinking maybe we should get one of those home warranties, you know. How about renewals? Do people renew a lot? Oh, gosh, yes, renew. Um, Our renewal rate is 57% of people that... um, substantial. Yeah. um, So they they are liking and appreciating um, the value that they get out of the home warranty. Um, it, it is easy. You know who you, um, 
you know, you just call the 800 number. I have a lot of people that just call me directly and say, Sue, help me out. Is this going to be covered? Something that's covered or not? Um, you know, you pay your $75 service call fee and you know that you've got a licensed contractor who's coming to yeah. your home. Um, so that's the ease of it, the peace of mind that, you know, instead of having to ask your husband, you know, or your partner or whatever, could you fix this? I don't let my husband touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 hon. I'll call the home warranty. Mm -hmm. We're going to get it done right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Anthony, how about you? Um, what do you want our listeners to remember most about our discussion today? Well, I think they just need to realize we're in a very healthy housing market. Um, you know, if, if you're on the fence, um, jump in there. You're never going to see interest rates like we're seeing now. I think home prices are going to still continue to go up. And, and with everybody spending more time at home, you know, they want to have their house as a home and enjoy it and take advantage of something that is theirs. So. And next week, we're going to be talking with uh, Carmen Phillips of Century 21, and we're going to be going over the Homewards Essay Contest that a, bu a bunch of kids wrote essays for us on what my home means to me. And, oh, my gosh, some of the things they said. Um, uh, it, it tells you what a home is really all about and why we are going through the market we are because homes are being appreciated right now and the kids are teaching us. Aww. Yeah, it's going to be I'm a good one. Tune in. That. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much to all our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you, Sue Devilla, Anthony Gamber, and we'll see you all back next week. Thank you. <laughs>